0: Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas
1: Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to
2: $500 when you sign up.
0: You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon.
1: What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, uh, your weekly go-to uh, for Raider news and analysis. I uh, just want to say very quickly before we get into all the craziness. And I'm saying craziness, like with a capital C. Uh, it's it was crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, what we saw last night at Allegiant Stadium. But before we get to all that madness, I uh, just want to let you know that uh, First and Ten is sponsored by Station Casinos, S T N Sports, and brought to you by Blue Wire and Tick Pick. Sam Gordon, my great teammate uh, at Vegas Nation. How you doing, man?
3: Man, yeah, Vinny, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh was able to recharge a little bit today uh, after the uh, electricity that we experienced last night at Allegiant Stadium. Um, Still trying to process, spending the entire day trying to process, wrap, wrap my head around what we saw uh, but nonetheless, uh, it was a heck of a way to open up the stadium. It's tremendous, tremendous football game. Very exciting, amazing finish. And i uh, excited to be back to break it all down.
1: No question about it. And, and you know, uh, uh, Sam, uh, we've, we've been doing this for varying degrees of time. And uh, I've been in a lot of situations where, um, you know, sometimes the environment, sometimes the setup, sometimes the stage, sometimes everything that's going on in and around the actual event can sometimes – suffocate the uh, actual event sometimes the event doesn't uh live up or measure up uh to everything else that's going around that and uh, around it and I say that because you know you go into last night the whole weekend the Las Vegas strip was just lit up uh there was an electricity in the air the entire weekend it was a football weekend it was an NFL weekend Raider fans uh, were out and about Baltimore Raven fans uh, were out and about and then uh, Monday night you know you've got Gladys Knight singing the national anthem you've got the anticipation of too short uh, and and uh, Ice cube and I saw you over there man Sam I saw you <laughs> I saw you rocking uh, oh out, yeah uh, I know you I know you are <laughs> and that's a good thing so was I uh, in my own little way but yep, um, yep. you know you had that going on you had the atmosphere of monday night football you had espn and all that going on you had roger goodell you had a packed house at Allegiant stadium for the first time ever for a regular season game in las vegas you had the first professional football game in las vegas with fans There's a lot going on last night sam that set this thing up to be this great event and so many times we've seen the event just get dwarfed by everything else last night sam it went the other way. <laughs> the event actually didn't just rise up to the challenge of the lead up and the stage. It actually exceeded it unbelievably. So in so many crazy ways. So from an entertainment standpoint, and I know this is about wins and losses, John Gruden doesn't care about, you know, the entertainment value uh, when it gets right down to it. Derek Carr, all those guys, uh, they'd rather won 35 to nothing. And who can blame them? But, this is an entertainment um, uh, situation with professional football and everything that was going on last night, and for it to to live up to the expectations and exceed it, man, it doesn't get more special any more special than
3: that. I, I'm completely with you, Vinny, and I, you know, I was texting, you know, my friends from and family back from Minnesota um, last night, and even today, you know, let them. I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna forget this. Like I'm yeah. not, I will. This is a, a moment in my career I'm never going to forget. It was. Like you said, it was, it was the word. It wasn't a game, Vinny. It wasn't a game. You use a perfect word. It was an event. It 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 transcended just a, a game here. It was, um, and you know, I said this, you know, leading up to the game too. I th- I thought it was really a seminal moment for Las Vegas as a city. This is the entertainment capital uh, of the world, as we know. And this was a seminal moment in this in the sporting fabric of a city where, finally, after years and years and years, you know, decades really of not ever thinking that you're going to get a professional football team. You have the team; it's the Raiders. Finally, the, the the city and the town can can take part in what it's like to, to, to take ownership of that team. Uh, it, it was it was it was an incredible atmosphere, and I, and, I, and that's underselling it. It was I mean it was so loud. Any during stretches of that game last night, where some of those turnovers, some of the big third down plays, it was so loud I could hardly hear myself think. Um, the halftime show was tremendous, the national anthem, and then of course a great football game that comes down to the wire. You have fifteen point three million viewers watching watching this game uh, our mick Akers tweeting that out a stat per espn pr most watched monday night football games since 2013. uh it uh, says week one of 2013. so that puts in perspective all eyes were on vegas and everybody who watched this game was in for a treat it was a tremendous game back and forth theater thrills the stars came out to shine on both sides uh, and and it really set the tone, Vinny, in a lot of ways, I thought, for what it's going to really be like to have the Raiders here and for the fans to be a part of that experience week in and week out throughout the course of not only this season, but years to come.
1: Very well said. And uh, I'm gonna uh, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of what happened last night, and there's a lot to get to. Uh, but I want to take it one step further. Uh, having a little bit of experience uh, covering teams in Los Angeles, and specifically the Lakers, okay, um, you know, Dodger games are an event, no question. It's kind of like, it's, 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 it's unto itself that whole experience, you know, go into Rams games. Um, you know, uh, uh, that will become, uh, you know, an event as well, but n- not quite like the Lakers are just on a different level when it comes to that. Like you go to a Laker game at Staples center. Um, it's theater, man. It's like, it's like, it's like a show. All right. And yes, you're going to have your, Tuesday night, Laker, Minnesota Timberwolves in the middle of December or January, where it's just going to be another NBA game, flat out, all right? But there's so many other times where it's just like, there's like an atmosphere in the air that's kind of unlike any other place in the NBA, uh, or in professional sports for that matter. That's what I felt like last night uh, with the Raiders. And there aren't that many um, brands, there aren't that many markets, there aren't that many venues, there aren't that many... Um, cities that can that can pull all that together where you feel like you are at an event. Um, and I think it 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 I think we're going to see that more and more um, here here in Las Vegas. I think the mixture of Las Vegas, the brand of the Raiders, uh, you know, the the crowd that they attract, um, even the stars that they have, little John was in it was in the crowd yesterday. You had LeBron James tech, uh, tweeting about this game last night, Patrick Mahomes. Um. So I, I have a feeling as we move on into the future here with the Raiders in Las Vegas, you're going to kind of see that kind of an atmosphere. It's going to be a very unique situation that I don't think um, exists anywhere else in the NFL. I'm just calling it because I felt it. And once you feel it one time, you know that it's possible again and again. That's kind of what I feel about uh, this situation here.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's it's a singular experience or it might evolve into becoming a singular experience because, as you know, Vinny, you know, living here the last couple of years, it's a very singular one of one kind of city. So uh, I think just like you said, with all the bells and whistles that 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 come with playing here and being a part of Allegiant um, Stadium and having a brand new stadium like this and, and just with the, the access to different entertainers and acts that want to become be a part of this. I think like you said um it's going to be very very unique atmosphere moving forward and and yesterday (laughs) certainly seemed to set the tone and again a little bit of an understatement with that for sure yeah there aren't that
1: many places in the face of the earth where you could go hey let's get bruno mars to come perform okay where is he right across the street you know uh, at caesar's palace or somewhere somewhere performing on the ship i don't know where where does where does bruno uh, perform doesn't he have uh, yeah
3: park mgm right so that that
1: literally is right across the street basically so there aren't that many places in the world (laughs) where Where You could just say, yeah, he's in town. Let's get him or her uh, to come to come perform. So I can't wait to see how that all evolves. But let's face it. Entertainment, all that uh, um, aside, there was a football game uh, that was played last night. A very important football game for a lot of different reasons. Um, We've talked about this, Sam, what you kind of needed to see, what you wanted to see, what had to happen. um, And I'm going to start. Uh, with the defense, yeah, um, please because do. yes, I, I I feel like when I look at that game last night, um, the the three numbers that sh- that that jump out at me were this: two forced turnovers, three sacks. Not even going to get into the pressures; there are a bunch of those quarterback pressures, or a bunch of quarterback pressures. But but two turnovers, three sacks, and twelve times Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense lined up on third downs. On 12 different occasions, and the Raiders were able to get them off the field nine of those 12 times. All right, nine of 12 times they were able to get the get them off the field, punt it, um, or and get the ball to Derek Carr and the offense. Okay, last year, Sam, the Raiders were third worst in getting to the quarterback on sacks, forcing turnovers, and getting teams off the field on third down. You needed to see them improve in those areas. And I know it's just one game, but they absolutely did that. And they had to do it last night uh, in order to, to piece together this win.
3: It was the – in my opinion, obviously, a lot of things went into this victory, right? But when you take a look at the Baltimore Ravens, how prolific that offense is, what kind of player we know Lamar Jackson is, how hard he is to defend, I think all things considered, Vinny, given context here, first game, new defense, Number of new defensive players, brand new defensive coordinator against an offense that, yes, they were down a couple running backs, but with continuity, same coordinator, same coach, very, very cohesive. I mean, we Ravens, our first-class franchise, have been for a long time in terms of continuity. And the Ra- the Raiders, again, all things considered, I thought played as well defensively as you could expect. You're not, we know, you're not going to completely shut Lamar Jackson down, and they didn't. But they were opportunistic. They made plays when they had to, like you said, they were brilliant on third down. The pass rush. Uh, was prevalent all night long. Like you said, Vinny, the three sacks, and you didn't want to mention the pressure, so I will, they pressured him on more than 50% of his dropbacks. This was a thing that, I mean, last year, quarterbacks were setting up shop, pitching a tent, doing whatever they wanted back there, and a very good Baltimore Ravens offense, or an offense that was very good last year, really, really, I mean, they struggled to keep Lamar Jackson clean all night long. He was getting roughed up and hit and flustered out of the pocket, and eventually, right, throughout the course of the game, because of that defensive pressure, because of the wear and tear, you get the key turnover and overtime that ultimately sets up Zay Jones uh, winning touchdown catch from Derek Carr. So that was – the the defense – look, 27 points for 27 points, that's a healthy number, but I don't think that's indicative of how well the Raiders played defensively. They were situationally – Dare I say brilliant, Vinny, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, they were situationally brilliant. They made the plays that they had to. They had big sacks. They forced turnovers. And they did about as well as you can expect, um, given the circumstances. They did.
1: And um, they don't win that game without that defense. Uh, Because last year, the year before, uh, every year you can name them, every year. If – in overtime, Derek Hart throws the interception that he threw last night. A lot went into that uh, play. It was probably 50-50 on him and, and Willie Sneed. But nevertheless, a critical interception after the Raiders had thought they won the game uh, with a touchdown that got – you know, uh, taken away upon further review, rightfully so, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brian Edwards was definitely down. Uh, then uh, calamity strikes uh, at, uh, you know, fr- uh, they, they don't get the quarterback sneak for the touchdown. Then a five-yard penalty uh, when young Alex Leatherwood, you uh, know, Ill- illegal procedure call on him. All of a sudden you're backed up. Uh, then you throw the interception. So you go from winning the game to not even getting three points out of it to turning the ball over uh, to Lamar uh, Jackson and the the Ravens' offense. And Lamar Jackson, at that point, with the Ravens only needing a field goal, that dude can break off a 50-yard run in the blink of an eye, and all of a sudden you're in Justin Tucker land and game over. And typically that would have happened. If this was last year, I'm almost guaranteeing it would have happened. Instead, the defense steps up to the challenge, creates the turnover, gets it back to Derek Carr and says, wait, we got your back. Don't worry about it. Go over the sideline for a minute or two because you're going to be right back out here uh, with the ball. And that's what the defense did. I don't remember a time when the Raiders offense, when Derek Carr could trust the defense enough to have his back in that regard. And yet they did it a couple of times, but specifically at that moment.
3: Huge. I mean, it was huge. It was huge. And of course, Carl Nassib, uh, deserve, well, deserving of his shine, Uh huge sack, forcing that fumble. But, I want to go to another play Vinny right before that that preceded that. Jonathan Abram dislodging the ball from Mark Andrews right on that on a play that would have been a first uh, would have been a first down. Kept that drive going, got the Ravens closer to midfield. Mark Andrews, Vinny, just what was it last week? Two weeks ago, signed the richest contract extension for a tight end in NFL history, if I'm not mistaken. Three catches, twenty yards. Raiders held the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Lamar Jackson's favorite target to three catches and 20 yards. And again, listen, it wasn't going to be perfect. Baltimore is really good. They have a good offense, good quarterback, good skill possession receivers. They moved the ball, but the Raiders were able to take away Lamar Jackson's prime target in the receiving game, in the past game. And on big passing downs, they were able to blanket the receivers on the perimeter and force him into some, you know, into taking some questionable chances, like trying to spin out of a sack and make a play when there was no play to be made in that situation. So, uh, like you said, uh, in years past, Lamar Jackson probably goes right down the field, sets up, a, you know, sets up a field goal, uh, and, and, and that's 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 the ball game. But not last night, and not last night, and and again, even on the previous sequence at the end of regulation, another crucial third down stop, huge third down play. The Ravens get a, a first down there; they can run the clock out and kick the field goal. Justin Tucker kicks the field goal, and we all go home about an hour and a half, two hours earlier than we ended up going home last night. Instead, the Raiders get that third down stop. That, that gives Derek Carr just enough time to work his magic, and and, and we know what happened at the end of the game. So, uh, definitely, definite improvements. Those popped right away on the defensive side of the ball. And like you said, it's one game. We'll see, we'll see if it carries forward, but it certainly feels like elements of what the Raiders were able to do are going to be sustainable because, let's face it, not every offense is going to be the Baltimore Ravens, and not every quarterback is as good as Lamar Jackson. And now it's that time of the week where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, the director of race and sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and of course, all things sports. Chuck, what a crazy week! One, how you doing? Have you been able to catch your breath yet?
2: <laughs> it was a great week, Sam. I mean, just the the atmosphere, the excitement, the electricity in our sports books was crazy. I mean, yay sports books, yay football betters, yay football. Glad that it was all back, but it was a a crazy week. I mean, uh, from the opening Thursday night game with the Cowboys and Bucks, and then finishing it off with an unbelievable Raiders-Ravens game. I mean, being our local team and being a fan, phenomenal. From the business side of it, though, I mean, they were all over the Raiders yesterday on the money line, on the points. In the first half, there was a lot of smiling Raider fans today who were cashing their tickets last night and uh, early this morning.
3: Yeah, there certainly was, Chuck. I know it was a big, a big week uh, for the underdogs in general, including the Raiders. Just uh, how would you assess uh, kind of the landscape after after just one week here?
2: Well, you know, I mean, it's pro football. I mean, expect the unexpected for us. anytime that you've got the majority of the games go under, which they did this week, and underdogs go eleven and four, uh, we it usually bodes well for the sports books. I mean, some of the bigger decisions uh, we're having the Cardinals, um, you know, beat the Titans outright, having the Saints just dominate the Packers. Not sure what's wrong with that Packer team outside of the, the soap opera that surrounds their quarterback. Um, and having the, the 49ers come back with those two, uh, giving up. I'm sorry, the Lions come back against the 49ers with those two late touchdowns and two two-point conversions um, to get the cover there, really bad beat. Uh, but overall, I, I think it was a good week for the sportsbooks, uh, both Saturday and Sunday, again, with some dogs coming in. But uh, the betting public did extremely well. Um, with the with the game, with the final game last night with Raiders and Ravens really cashed a lot of tickets. They were into it and uh, they were betting it was very similar, Sam, to what we see with the Golden Knights. You know, it was a home game. It was a primetime TV, Monday night football, yep. all the hype surrounding it. And the betters really backed the, Ra- uh, the Raiders last night uh, in a big way. Yeah, certainly did,
3: Chuck. They certainly did. Um, and with that in mind, now the Raiders have to go on the road uh, to Pittsburgh, where they will be a five and a half point underdog. What do you make of that matchup, right? Uh, Pittsburgh, very kind of old school Pittsburgh victory over Buffalo last week with defense and ball control and whatnot. And then you have this Raiders team where that, where Derek Carr just
2: threw 435 yards, pretty one dimensional. How do you see this thing shaking out? Well, you know, the numbers already dropped a full point, Sam. I mean, going into yesterday prior to the Raiders game, it was a full point higher. Uh, The drop is a product of the way the Raiders played last night. I think the Raiders D has to step up again. I love the way that Crosby and Nesbitt and, and um, you know, N'Goku all played in that game. They were dominant. Um, but now they have to cover Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster and Claypool. Wouldn't surprise me after that emotional big win to see this number come up a little bit. I mean, that was a huge win for Pittsburgh last week against arguably a team that everybody thinks will be playing in February, the Buffalo Bills. So although the number has dropped, it wouldn't surprise me to see that number tick up just a little bit by kickoff on Sunday. But still a lot of time until that game goes. For sure. For sure. And then you have a number
3: of interesting um, afternoon games as well. One that jumps out to me, the Cowboys uh, and, and the Chargers in L.A. Chargers, a three-point favorite. Uh, two teams with with what we believe to be high-powered offenses. Question mark still about the Dallas defense.
2: Uh, what, do you, what do you make of this matchup here? Yeah, I, I think it's intriguing. I think, you know, the one thing for Dallas, they had the extra time to prepare. Yeah. Uh, they played on that Thursday night. Uh, it was a winnable game against Tampa. They let it get away from them. The Chargers played good defense in that game, and Justin Herbert didn't have a great game, um, but they were still able to uh, come away with a win, and the Cowboys have to travel out west. That game stands out to me, Sam, and, and so does the Sunday nighter. Chiefs-Ravens now play on Sunday night football, and that too, a product of last night, we saw that number tick up a little bit in favor of the Chiefs because the Ravens defensively did not look great, and I don't think Lamar Jackson played a great game last night. He still seemed to kind of throw sidearm. He slung a lot of balls, couldn't get out of the pocket, and those are two costly turnovers late in the fourth and in overtime that you don't want your team leader and your quarterback to do. No, you certainly don't. And, and, and Baltimore, a, a home dog there, Kansas City favored by three
3: and a half. How important, Chuck, to hone on this matchup a little bit? How important is this game for Baltimore? I, I mean, this we the, the AFC North with Pittsburgh, with Cincinnati getting a big win. Now we don't think Cincinnati's you know going to be world beaters by any means, but Cleveland, obviously, Super Bowl expectations there. You do not want to fall behind the eight ball if you're Baltimore, right?
2: You absolutely don't. I mean, granted, they they would have played, you know, a tough game on, on that Monday night, and playing Kansas City is no easy task. I think Cincinnati has a winnable game this week against Chicago. We know how Pittsburgh played. Cleveland probably should have beaten Kansas City. But yeah, you don't want to start 0-2. Um, you know, they've got a good team. I think they'll get, you know, with Murray and, and Williams now as their one-two punch in the backfield, those guys got to get better. But really, receivers, they need to get Rashad Bateman back. They need to get Waking back. They need to get healthy at wideout. I didn't think Jackson did a great job of distributing the ball last night. Still a very one-dimensional team that really wants to run and and pound it home. That's great when you have a big lead, but in a close game, you have to be able to throw, and they just didn't show that last night.
3: No, no, they, they certainly did. They certainly did it. And then um, just to to, to to cap this upcoming uh, slate of games, week two, Green Bay, uh, after the dud, after the egg they laid uh, in general, in, uh, in... Jacksonville against the Saints, still a 10-and-a-half-point favorite uh, against Detroit. For, from your perspective, how shocking was was Green Bay's performance? And, and then what do you feel like they need to do to bounce back
2: against the Detroit team that that showed some fighting in San Francisco? It was shocking to me uh, that they played so poorly. Uh, you know, I think you look at Rodgers, and, and, and already there seems to be a disconnect between him and LaFleur. LaFleur said it was an embarrassing loss. Rodgers said, I wouldn't say that. His passer rating in that game was 32.8. If a quarterback dropped back and threw every ball into the dirt, his quarterback rating would be 39.6. So I think that puts it into perspective a little bit. I mean, they're probably going to beat the lions and be one and one, but week three, they play in a spot that they have not played well over the last several years. They play in primetime football against the San Francisco 49ers. So let's see how they, what happens this week and, and what changes going into that game, but they easily could be one and two after three weeks. And I just wonder how much more dramatic the soap opera becomes at that point. Yes, you're certainly right about that. So, can anything else jump out to you about week one as we get ready to turn the page and go on to week two? Yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed with uh, with Jalen Hurts and the way that he played. All three rookie quarterbacks lost in their debut. And I think we talked about the stat that the number one overall pick in the draft, making his pro football debut, was 0-13 going into this season. Trevor Lawrence lost his opener. They are now 0-14, Sam.
3: Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Again, it, it, we're closing, the turning the page on an incredible week one. Uh, and, and, there, and this is back in business. Football, the NFL, regular season in full effect. That was Chuck Esposito, uh, director, for race sports, uh, director of Race and Sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk Raiders, Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, thank you so much. Another crazy week. Cannot wait to talk about week two because you never know, like you said, you never know what to expect in the NFL. Expecting a lot more craziness next week as well.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Sam.
3: Thanks, Chuck.
0: Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to check it out, visit tickpick.com/slash/VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save ten dollars on your first order of Raiders tickets.
1: I agree, and uh, yes, you're right. It's only one game, uh, uh, but I, I think for Raider fans, something and uh, we're there's a couple. There's I, I got a couple other scenarios to throw at you, but uh, just based off <laughs> what you just said. Um, You know, if you're if you're a a Raider fan, what you have to like about that was that was like an all out brawl. That was a football game, man. Yes, it wasn't it wasn't one of those track meets where you're just outscoring. That's the other ball. Then yeah, you know we we've seen the Raiders win that way in spite of their defense, basically, where you just it's the last team that has the ball type situation. Um, And yes, you know you you take those wins uh, as well, and they're gratifying. But you know, realistically, deep down that you had to outscore your own defense. You had to outrun your own defense in this game. There were like complimentary plays and defensively big defensive stops and turnovers to get the ball back. You know, like it was, it was a football game, man. It wasn't a track meet. It was a football game, but I want to throw something else at you, Sam uh, Gordon. All right. So uh, Baltimore takes a 27, 24 lead. I'm talking 37 seconds left in the game at this point. No timeouts the Raiders get the ball back with 25 or 37 uh, seconds left uh, at their own 25 yard line. This is where, and I've seen it on Twitter today. Uh, I just finished up, you know, hosted my radio show. Uh, and and there's still fans that are like nitpicking and angry at Derek Carr that they were even in, you know, could we find a better quarterback? And I'm like, listen, your quarterback got the ball back with 37 seconds left and did, it was a it was a thirty five second clinic of an offense to get uh, the Raiders in somewhat of an area to be able to kick a field goal with no timeouts with so much going on getting the team you know an eighteen yard uh, throw to Brian Edwards who we're going to talk about as well a twenty yard throw to the Brian Edwards but also having the wherewithal to sprint down the field get everybody lined up successfully without you know any kind of a penalty spike it or whatever it was they did or run the next play. That takes talent and leadership, and not everybody can function in that uh, in, in that world. And yet, there was Derek Carr doing everything he needed to do to be able to get Daniel Carlson in line to kick a fifty-five-yard field goal just to get it to overtime. None of that happens without Derek Carr. I'm sorry.
3: A cool as a cucumber, Vinny. Cool as a cucumber. Cool as a as cool as they come in that situation. Tom Brady himself could not have done it any better. I mean, it right. was it was picturesque. Execution, and I think it's important to remember. Like Derek Carr, he struggled a little bit in that first yeah. half. It was a slow start. He that short memory completely shook all that off. Forget the slow start; it's non. It's it's a non-topic now because of how good he was in the second half of that game. It was brilliance. Uh, it was it was tremendous poise on his part. And we heard Darren Waller after the game talk about how there's a, a mix right between with with what Derek Carr is able to do in those situations. It's leadership, but it's accountability. I'm paraphrasing here. It's leadership, it's confidence, but it's also accountability at the same time in those situations. And it, it really seems like there's a sense of trust in what he's able to do. Uh, it's not his first rodeo. This is a guy with twenty-five fourth quarter, uh, twenty-two fourth quarter comebacks, twenty-five game when he drives under his belt. So he's been there and done that. Like you said, in spite of some some teams supporting casts that weren't as good as what we believe this one to be. So uh, it t- tip of the cap. It was as clutch as they come. You could not do it. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes they couldn't do it any better. Here's the thing. He did struggle
1: early in the game, and yep. you know sometimes that's going to happen, and it has happened. Guess what? In the past, that's a twenty-one nothing game before they're able to get it settled down. But the defense now appears to be in a position where, hey, even if the quarterback is struggling or the offense isn't in sync, and let's remember, it is the first game of the year. It's the Baltimore Ravens, a, a really good defense. So, you, you you know, nobody had played in the preseason of significance, yada, yada, yada. Um, so you, there was a possibility that there might be a little bit of rust uh, that, that, that needed to be shaken off. In the past, that would have put the Raiders in a hole that even Derek Hart or somebody else can't get them out from under Uh, the defense held, held things down. I know they gave up, it was a 14, nothing lead at that point, but it could have been much, much worse by that point. And in the past it would have, they wouldn't have been able to buy the time necessary for Derek and the offense to get it going, which they did. Now I want to go back to this as well. Brian Edwards. All right. (laughs) Okay. Like, We've heard this so many times, uh, Sam, by great athletes, great coaches. Look, it might not go your way early on. You might be struggling early on. Your number might not get called early on or for a long time. But don't get out of your own head. Don't let that get get yourself out of your game. Because at some point, your number is going to get called. And you need to be ready to deliver. 37 seconds left in the game. Brian Edwards, I don't remember how many times he was targeted to that point. Maybe none. I don't know. But he, all, all I do know is he didn't have a catch up until that point. And then the next thing you know, this guy's getting four catches over the last thirty-seven seconds of, of regulation, and then into overtime. How about that guy staying with it and being ready when the pendulum swung to him?
3: Hundred uh, percent. Total professionalism on his part, and we, you know, we're seeing. The maturity of a young player, uh, again, just for some context here, was banged up last year, really didn't get to see him break out the way many of us thought he would after seeing him in training camp. He comes into camp this year, was very, very good in training camp. And he, as you saw throughout the course of camp, has the physical tools, the measurables to really be um, a threat on the perimeter. And we saw that all come to life in the biggest moment with with 15 million people watching Monday Night Football, biggest drives of the game, he's he's the guy that Derek Carr goes to in those situations and and trusts. And uh, that goes to show you, right? Like you said, you always got to stay ready. You always got to be ready for when your number was called. And I have a feeling, Vinny, that's not going to be the last we're going to see from Brian Edwards this year. I think this is the kind of game you see it all the time with a young player where it springboards you moving forward. Now, hey, from the Raiders' perspective, they saw him ball out on the biggest stage in the biggest moments of the game. That, you don't think that's going to continue to build trust and confidence moving forward in that quarterback-receiver connection? Because I definitely think it's going to with what he was able to do, the plays he was able to make. And in overtime, too, Vinny, that's a contested catch. That's a heck of a play he made down the sideline. We understand that the turnover followed, but what a play and what a throw by car to trust. I mean, that's what he did. He trusted, Brian, Brian my guy's going to make a play. And that's precisely what he did uh, in traffic. It was a tremendous play. He was awesome uh, and really one of the stories of the game. And I think – You know, with the potential to be one of the stories of the season for the Raiders moving forward if he continues to develop.
1: Yes, I'm glad you mentioned Jonathan Abram. Um, We've talked enough about him when he's played bad. And, um, Guess what? He played a good football game. Um, he, he played a really good football game, actually. And uh, I don't know what the statistics said or the number or the grades or anything like that. But but for my money, he played a really good game in a tough situation, uh, but stood up to the moment. Max Crosby had a great game, two sacks, dominant, a ton stuff. of pressures and quarterback hits. He was he was that performance right there is like I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen, but that's, you, you start stacking games like that up and all of a sudden you're being talked about in the pro bowl. You're being talked about in a lot of different ways. So we'll see if he could build, continue to build off that. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um, uh, some bad news, obviously, uh, the Raiders paid a little bit of a price, um, for that, for that, uh, win. Denzel good, uh, gone for the year. It looks like with a, with a torn ACL, The Raiders are going to have to get some things figured out um, in the interior of their defense or their offensive line. Uh, Richie Incognito could come back uh, and that would mitigate things. Now you have John Simpson who who played reasonably well last night uh, and Richie Incognito. If not, they're going to have to figure some things out. Uh, We'll figure out about Gerald McCoy and Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe had a hamstring injury. Gerald McCoy had a knee injury. Both players were playing well uh, up until their, their, those injuries. Um, So, got to get that figured out thought Casey Hayward had a nice game. Yep. Um, thought that Trevor Morig uh, had a few shaky moments, but otherwise, uh, you know, played well, Thought Corey Littleton, Made a mistake on on the run fit, led to a touchdown, but otherwise had a good solid football game. I think he tied uh, with Abram and, and uh, somebody else with 10, you know, a game high 10 tackles or, or team high 10, yep. Tackles. Yep. Ten tackles. So yeah. a lot to like about what the defense did. Um, a, a lot of names to talk about. A lot of players making plays. Uh, so that's a good thing. Um, all in all a great night of football without question for the fans, a big win that I think the Raiders can build on, um, you know, moving forward. Zay Jones gets the, gets the long touchdown pass to officially win it. A big moment for him. So a lot of these names, Sam, that we've been writing about talking about during OTAs and training camp um, showed up big time. Yeah,
3: yeah, they certainly did. They certainly did. And one thing I want to get to Vinny, um, before we take a quick look at Pittsburgh, uh, I thought the offensive line, new offensive line, Rookie right tackle, new center, a lot of moving parts. John Simpson, young guard, you know, getting the start. All things considered, played pretty well. I mean, yeah. Derek Carr had time to throw, right? Now, they, they struggled. They're, 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 the running game never got going. But Derek Carr dropped back 56 times, Vinny. And I think I saw the stat. Where he was pressured, like, on 23 22, 23% of his dropbacks. Where right. Lamar Jackson was pressured on more than 50%. And we thought Baltimore was the team with a dominant offensive line. Right. Obviously, we know that the, the Raiders' work uh, offensive line is going to continue to be a work in progress as these young guys continue to mature and develop. You had uh, Justin Houston working Alex Leatherwood, one play on the right side, Andre James with a couple penalties. But all things considered... The young offensive line held up against a very, very good defense and and did what it had to do to give Derek Carr the time he needed on the biggest throws of the game. So I was really impressed with how that unit gelled in its first game.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was talking to uh, Lincoln Kennedy, uh, my radio partner, uh, ob- obviously one of the better offensive linemen to ever do it. Uh, and what, what, what struck him was that Alex Leatherwood, um, Andre James, they both finished strong. There were some moments early on uh, where where they struggled, um, but he felt like they got stronger during the game. uh, And he felt like some of the issues for Alex early were just technique and fundamentals that he feels like, you know, he'll get those squared away. But I'm with you all in all, when your quarterback drops back 56 times, um, and there's three sacks, really 59, if you count the three sacks. So he dropped back 59 times, um, was sacked three times in 59 pass attempts. That's it. You don't want the sacks, but. I mean, at some point, you got to figure that the other team is going to get a sack when you drop the ball when you drop back that many times, and especially a good defense like the Baltimore Ravens. So, by and large, I'm with you. I felt like the offensive line stood up uh, and got better as as the game went on. Uh, I think they need. Uh, we'll, we'll take a quick look ahead at Pittsburgh. You're going to have to run the ball uh, against the Steelers. I think um, it's not good that Josh Jacobs looks to be in a physical state right now. Yeah. Yeah. One game into the season, uh, Kenya and Drake, it looked like uh, it was banged up a little bit as well. So uh, that's something that is is worth monitoring, but I think it's imperative that the Raiders get a run game going um, and, and not have to throw the ball 56 times. Conversely, see where they are health wise, um, you know, on the defensive line uh, playing a, a good quarterback, like big Ben, but I'll tell you this, if they could bring the same type of pass rush against big Ben, it it'll be a good day for the Raiders defense. I and
3: mean, it certainly will. Lamar Jackson is as mobile of a quarterback that's ever played the game. And with all due respect to Big Ben and what he's accomplished, um, he's not that mobile anymore. So, like yeah. you said, if 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 they can speed him up a little bit, that's when we've seen Big Ben be mistake prone in the past. Now, Pittsburgh going into Pittsburgh on the road, that's always a tough place to play. Pittsburgh has a really good defense as well, but I, I think the Ra- I mean the Raiders move the ball. Vinny. They moved the- despite not having any kind of run game to, to speak of, for the most part, you, the, the longest rush was Marcus Mariota's 31-yard run, and then the running backs um, combined. Uh, Jacobs and Drake had 16 carries for 45 yards, nothing to write home about, obviously. Uh, but the fact that they were able to still move the ball against a good defense uh, in those kind of in that situation where the Ravens knew for the most part they were passing. Derek Carr still winds up for 435 yards. I think the Raiders are going to be able to move the ball against this Pittsburgh team. Now, taking care of the ball on the road, contending with TJ Watt. Those are some things that they're going to have to do. Uh, but based on what we saw, I mean, Baltimore, I-, I think Baltimore is one of the better teams in the AFC. And that's that's what I thought going into the season. Definitely contender to win the AFC North and make a run in the playoffs. And the Raiders did what they had to do against a very good Baltimore team. It wouldn't shock me if they go on a road and give Pittsburgh a run as well.
1: Yep. Uh, and that is a story for another day. Uh, we will for sure uh, be back next week to talk about whatever happens uh, on Sunday uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, but uh, at the very least, at this point for the Raiders, they go in flying pretty high um, after the big win last night at Legion Stadium. Now they got to. Put it behind them as quickly as possible. It's a short week. It's a good opponent. It's a long trip to Pittsburgh. Uh, the, uh, they're, they're, they're not in great shape physically, physical-wise, the Raiders, uh, but it's football, and uh, that's what you have to do uh, in the NFL. There's hurdles that you're going to have to overcome, play-to-play, game-to-game, week-to-week, you know the drill. Uh, But we're going to be here for you next Monday um, at some point uh, to talk about what happened on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Hope you appreciate uh, uh, us coming on board real quick. uh, We did a show yesterday, but of course we weren't going to leave you hanging, not after what happened last night. Sam, thanks so much. Uh, We'll talk to you down the road. I appreciate it, man. Sounds good, Benny. And for everybody else, just want to remind you, go to Vegas Nation, the app. Download the Vegas Nation app. Get all of our stuff that we do over there the podcasts uh the stories the videos the pictures everything i uh, want to say thanks to larry muir our great producer for hanging in there with us today it was a crazy day i uh, want to say thank you uh because this show is sponsored by station casinos STN sports and brought to you by blue wire and tick Pick. we'll talk to you guys next week
0: Locals know, the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.